0: You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast hosted by Joe Hunter
1: on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Good morning. I am Jack filling in for the Cup of Joe Morning Show. Labor Day, which means uh, probably the majority of everybody that I know is probably still asleep this time of morning. Uh, Most people not having to get up and go to work this morning, which is a a fantastic thing. I, I always enjoy sleeping in on Labor Day. However, Joe Hunter decided he needed The holiday off. So therefore, here I am filling in for Joe. So so I guess it was the morning for Joe to sleep in, not Jack. The sound of life. Good morning. I am Jack filling in for the Cup of Joe morning show and love being able to spend the Labor Day weekend with family. In fact, my uh, parents came into town from out of state here for a couple of days and looking forward to spending more time with them. And uh, we really don't get to see them more than just a few times a year because uh, we live so far away. But so thankful they are here this weekend. So hopefully this Labor Day weekend, you are able to spend some really good quality time with family. A great way to start your day, the Cup of Joe Morning Show. Good morning, I am Jack. Filling in for the Cup of Joe Morning Show. And did you know that the Bible is the world's most shoplifted book? That's kind of crazy if you think about it. Shoplifted. You know, I guess if you're going to steal something, you might as well steal something that could change your life because obviously the person that's uh, stealing the Bible probably needs to have their life changed. Waking up with a cup of
0: joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped
1: drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and walking and the... Words, putting into sentence, doing. The sound of life. Good morning, I'm Jack in for the Cup of Joe Morning Show. This past weekend, so excited that we, uh, for the very first time, aired 20 The Countdown Magazine. Love that show and hopefully had the opportunity to uh, check it out saturday night six o'clock if not there's another one coming up this coming saturday every saturday now right here on the sound of life counting down the 20 biggest songs of the week with william ryan III, giving you music news the story behind the songs and of course the number one song each and every week saturday night six o'clock right here on the sound of life
0: your daily dose of encouragement i've got a smile on my face and
1: a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. I'm Jack Flinger for the Cup of Joe Morning Show. It's amazing how far God can take you if you just let him. And uh, trust me, here's the thing that I have learned the most over the uh, the last uh, year or so. The more you press into God, the more that you seek his plan for your life, the more that God will start taking you outside your comfort zone. And trust me, I am someone who likes being in my comfort zone. For example, this past Sunday, for the very first time ever, I preached at our church, and I am not the type of person that thought, you know, I want to be a preacher. No, no, that was never on my to-do list. That's something that I never wanted to do, but then God started putting that calling in me, and then my pastor asked me, hey, uh, Labor Day weekend, I would like for you to, to preach, and let me tell you, way, way outside my comfort zone. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Lap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. And Wilson's Sunday sermons on the Sound of Life. Good morning, I am Jack. And, you know, I that song it means more to me this morning than it did last week, because uh, yesterday, for the very first time, I preached in our church. And really what the message ended up being about, and because a lot of people say, okay, well, you're preaching, but what was your message about? Uh, simply God's way. And the, the scripture that I really kind of leaned on was Matthew six thirty three: Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously, and he'll give you everything that you need. And I know so many people, they focus on the last part about, hey, God's going to give me everything I need, but we need to focus on the first part, seeking the kingdom of God. Seek God in everything you do. Live righteously. That's right. Live the right way, doing the right thing. Do those first. And then, and only then, God will provide everything you need. But we got to seek God first in everything we do. The sound of life. Good morning. I am Jack and recently read something that I was like, "Ooh, ouch, that actually just stepped on my foot. Did you know that worry is often a prideful way of thinking that you have more control over your life and the circumstances than you actually do? (laughs) That's why the Bible says, don't worry, cast all your anxieties on him. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helped me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So
0: thank you for all that you do. The
1: sound of life. Good morning. I am Jack up for Joe Hunter. And it is true. I preached for the very first time on my main voyage yesterday morning at our church, way, way, way outside my comfort zone. But here's one of the verses that I shared, because the title of the message was called God's Plan. Of course, it's God's plan is better than our plan. In Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine, Uh, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Just as a reminder this morning, just remember that God's plan is better than your plan.
0: A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The
1: sound of life. Hey, thank you so much for making us a part of your morning. My name is Jack, filling up for Joe Hunter. It's the Cup of Joe Morning Show. That is it for me, Joe Hunter. We'll be back here tomorrow morning. And want to leave you with a blessing from the very last verse of the Bible, Revelation 22 and 21. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day the cup
0: of Joe morning show. The sound of life. Welcome, that is pretty much the theme of Toby Mack's new album. He's hanging on to the only rock he knows after the death of his son. It's what the album is all about. The goodness featuring Blessing Offer is on that album. Life After Death is the name of it. The reviewer said "Mm, maybe a little bit too much, uh, for some people, you know, because it's pretty heavy duty, so no fluff. In this one from Toby Mack, uh, even though it's the truth. And uh, he said, you know, his his final words are basically, I'm hanging on to the only rock I know. Absolutely. So there's a little rundown on that one for you early this morning. We always work for a better tomorrow, don't we? But, you know, when tomorrow comes, well, <laughs> instead of enjoying it, we again think of a better world tomorrow. <laughs> How about let's have a better day today, all right? Yeah. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter.
1: Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You
0: are. The sound of life. Good morning. I'm going to make you forget all about that rain. I'd love to play the whole 25 minutes or so that R.C. Sproul did on Prodigal Son. I hope you've heard a good message on that. I've heard some really good ones in my life, and I can remember hearing one that just really came from out of nowhere. There were so many things in that parable that Jesus told right in front of the the Hebrews and and the leaders, the Pharisees, Sadducees there, you know, and he spoke right to them, right in the gut, man. I mean, that was uh, amazing. You may remember the story. Of course, you've got the pretty prosperous family there of being led by the dad no mom mentioned at all. Two sons, servants, animals, farmlands, inheritance, and one of the sons wants the inheritance, which basically under Jewish law was punishable by death. That was a real biggie right there. So right away, they must have gasped, "I want your I want my part of the inheritance. What? What? And the father gave it to him. He gave it to him, knowing that he was going to squander it. So you go through, and you know the story about where he he, he he spent it all on high living, right? And then became destitute, and he had to take care of pigs. The Jews abhor pigs, and he would eat. He said, I would eat what they ate. I mean, that's about as low as you can get. Jesus is describing lower than low. He really is. Lower than a snake's belly. And now he's got to come back home and he's working on that big speech, right? He's got it all ready to go. Don't we do that? When he comes back, we make a big mistake. We come back to God. We got it all ready. Here we go, you know. But the father was having none of it. He ran to meet him. That's one of the really important things about that is that the father, in order to run, had to gather his robe up between his legs and somehow tie it off so that he could run, which was very undignified. The father undignified himself to come after you. Isn't that amazing? Ran to him. Saw him when he was far off, the Bible describes. How could he do that? He must have really been looking for him, intently looking for him, way beyond what the son thought. You know, and the son's expectations are just like, if I could just come back, just please don't stone me. You know, I'll just be one of the servants and all that. And right away the father's like, Hey, put the signet ring on him, put my best robe on him. That's the that's the incredible grace that God has given to you, way beyond forgiving of sins an heir to the throne. It's unbelievable. They must have been standing there just without words, gaping the audience, listening to the story. Like, what is this he's talking about? But it basically lays out the gospel in your relationship with God. It's incredible. But we always forget about that other son, don't we? The one that was like, what? You're having a party for him? <laughs> you know? some people have said well that's the church right there (laughs) you know could be right church in that day certainly right and and it was the brother who threw him under the bus didn't he he spent that on harlots that's what he spent your money on like that right very interesting right who are we in that story right we've we've come back to god and we've got the big speech already and he's having none of it and he's He's killing the fatted calf and having a party because you came back. It's an incredible story, isn't it? Waking up with a cup of joe.
1: You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show.
0: The sound of life. Came across a headline I thought you'd like as we kind of getting back into the school mode there and give you some ammunition. I always like to do that with real creatures. It's really amazing. Uh, they found a, a new fit. Well, it's not new, but they've seen it live for the very first time. It's very rare. The uh, scientist that's tracking them has only seen and studied the dead fish before they were brought up to the surface. And so he's basically couldn't figure out some of the things About the fish that make it successful, its eyes are, well, first of all, its head is transparent. It's one of the strangest looking fish you ever saw. It looks like something that was created by a computer, you know, for like one of those Finding Nemo movies. And it really is, it's incredible. Um, So my question to you is, do you think it's specially created to do what it's doing in the ocean? Or did this process happen, I almost can't even get it out without giggling. You know, over a long period of time, did it develop a transparent head? Because we all know how how valuable that is to have that. But they call it the barrel-eyed fish because its eyes are basically looking up. And they, say, the scientist, is like, I can't figure out how it can catch these. You know, its prey. It can look up, and and it's it's really amazing. It has some incredible things on it on its eyes that make it able to see now a lot of fish you know way down deep six eight hundred meters below the surface use bioluminescence right which is really cool in itself well this fish kind of goes a step further because its eyes can tell the difference and, and distinguish right Whew, wow it's uh it's really incredible but he when he saw the one in the in the wild and observed it he said oh now i see because it has kind of a, a a shield over its eyes that he hadn't seen before because they were taken off of the ones that he saw on the surface absolutely incredible but when a scientist gets puzzled <laughs> you know that's really a good thing i i, I love that right The field of view didn't include their mouths. How in the world can you eat if you can't see to put the food in your mate? He said, it always puzzled me. But after we saw the real one, he's like, oh, now I see what it is. Now I see why it's able to do that because it can rotate its eyes. He said, aha, I see. It can rotate their eyes. The fish can track prey drifting down through the water. Until it's right in front of their mouth. It's really amazing. I have to post it for you because it's just a quick little video of this live fish. And you're going to look at it and go, somebody made that up. Yeah, somebody did make it up. God did. Because I think he's got a great sense of humor and he's incredibly creative. Dying. I really think so. A great way to start your day.
1: The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look it, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The
0: Sound of Life. I thought I'd lay something on you this morning. How would you like some new music on this Tuesday, huh? Little new music Tuesday. We the Kingdom has a really cool song out. I think you'll like this. It's called Miracle Power. You may want to pull over on the side of the road if you're driving, you know. Worship a little bit. It's kind of that song from the We the Kingdom family. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The sound of life. Hey, I am Joe. Good to have you along this morning. 8-13. I hope you're doing well. Well, that rains for real now, isn't it? Earlier this morning, I was uh, I was in some places and I, I was suspecting hydroplaning because I'd been there before when we had a rain like this. And so probably on your way out and about, you know, places where water is going to puddle and stuff. It could be a real problem this morning. I always feel sorry for people who have to be on something like the sawmill river parkway you know the hutchinson river parkway it can be bad in some of those under places underpasses so i'm sure it is this morning it's pretty amazing so i saw this thing we're getting ready you know we uh we have staff meetings here we we do zooming a lot because we have some people that are out of the building in other places and so they zoom in it's just one of the things we've gotten used to during the pandemic. And streaming and stuff, it really took off in a really big way. Now they say that you might want to turn your camera off during a Zoom call. And I thought, wait a minute, how do they know what I look like? I I really did. But they realized that you can drastically cut your carbon footprint. And I thought, come on. I really did. You know, because you're seeing all kinds. of. But they did a study during the pandemic when everybody was Zooming and streaming and such, and they found out that video conferencing or streaming emits between 150 and 1,000 grams of carbon dioxide. And, I, you know, I'm looking at this, and, and in an hour of video conferencing requires 2 to 12 liters of water, demands land area that adds up to the size of an iPad mini. Now, all that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's for one. You know, so when the you start piling millions upon millions upon it, and I thought it's interesting. It kind of hit me because then I thought that's true. And I've been saying this for years. That's the reason that radio is God's gift to people. TV is from the devil. And I kind of said it's tongue and cheek, I hope you know. I mean, serious. There's a lot of good things on TV, but I said, you know, the the video part of that requires so much more energy it's amazing. If you look at the difference between transmitting audio as opposed to transmitting video and audio, it is a whole different ballgame. Way, way more power is required. And I thought, well, you know what? There's something other. Well, they've been doing the, the study. So, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't just turn it off. I'd put a picture of a cat up there or something. <laughs> put a picture of something maybe tom cruise that's it everybody's gonna jump on that right because i know one thing you know i have always said radio is you use your mind you you're, you have the theater of the mind going when you use radio and i look a lot better on radio waking up with a cup of joe good morning good morning rise and shine the sound of life god turn it around hey i am joe and maybe that's your prayer Today, maybe it's been that way for a while, it reminds me of the greatest test that Joseph faced, you know, in the Bible, the Joseph that was in the pit, was sold into slavery, was imprisoned. Those weren't the greatest tests that he faced, even though those were great tests. It was whether he would choose to proclaim God's faithfulness, even when he had seen no evidence of it in his own life. That's kind of a common theme, I think, walking with God. Thirteen years later, we read that Joseph did see every promise from the Lord fulfilled. Don't get upset when God's promises to you don't come to pass in, I don't know, four, five, six months even. That's a long time to us nowadays. Don't fret if obedience leads you to a pit. You see, God is faithful always. No man, no woman, no child, no organization, or no scheme of the devil can steal Your destiny. The only one that can make you, or the only one that can take you out is you. So stay faith filled, remain faithful, choose to declare God's faithfulness. Whoa! The sound of life. Good morning to you. Good to have you along. A big day in naval history. You may have seen where Ferdinand Magellan's ship made it back. Well, that's not all the story. It was in 1522. There were five ships that set out from Spain to go around the world, only one made it back. And out of the 265 sailors, only 15 of them made it back. Magellan wasn't one of them. He was killed in the Philippines. Which makes the fact that the Mayflower made it with one person being born and one death out of 102 passengers. In 1620, it set sail on this day and miraculously made it. In fact, some of the hardened crew members were converted to following Jesus during a storm. God did some amazing things. They were called pilgrims, people who journey for religious reasons. So it's an amazing part of our history there. And then just setting sail was one of those things you didn't do back in the day. No, not unless... You know, you had nothing else to lose. So that just gives you the attitude that they had and the fact that they were so thankful to God. Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped
1: drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and walking and the... Words putting into sentence doing
0: the sound of life. I just kind of realized, well, today is Wednesday, you know, everybody's all messed up. I've already talked to a bunch of people this week. (laughs) We're like, well, I can do it in a couple days, like on Wednesday. It's like, well, that's tomorrow, you know. Well, today is Wednesday, and maybe it's back to school. One of the issues about going back to school is names, of course. I was blessed in that regard, although a lot of people think my name is Joseph, which it's fine. It's okay. But not my legal name. But that's okay as long as you're not from the government. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. I've cashed checks with that on there before. But you know that name thing can be a real issue in class. It's something that's so simple. But yet you can have a name. You know how to pronounce it, of course. There are no unusual names in your family, right? Because you know how to pronounce it. But other people may, for some reason, have a hard time And it's very important to be able to pronounce somebody's name correctly. That's why when the substitute teacher comes in and you know that you're going to have to pronounce your name because it's going to be mispronounced. uh, Here we go again, you know. Nothing like being in school, you know. I don't care how old you are, you know, because you're pointed out for your name. It's the most important thing about you almost. It's a very important thing. This substitute teacher... Is absolutely brilliant in what she did. By well, you give it a listen as she's going down the roll call and calling off names. Won't take you long to figure out what she is doing.
1: Okay, listen up. Whenever I say your name, just say here. Solomon. (laughs) Solomon. Oh, Solomon. Okay. Um, luck. Is it, oh, it's Luke, okay, Madeleine,
0: Madeleine,
1: oh, Madeline, oh, okay, Hunter,
0: Hunter, oh, was it Hunter, oh, okay, Regan,
1: are you Regan, oh, Reagan, okay, got you, Jack Cobb, Oh Jacob. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Nacho. Is there
0: a Nacho? So now all the students have caught on that everybody's name is going to be mispronounced and it was a brilliant move because if your name was mispronounced nobody knows it that you could pronounce it and you gave the correct. I just I just thought it was amazing. And maybe, maybe not a bad idea for you. You know what I'm talking about? Coming up as the school was starting. Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. This morning I uh, have coffee on my mind. I do have a pretty good cup of coffee. I did make it at home, thankfully. Uh, thanks to uh, some family members that bought me some things, I can make my own latte at home, which is pretty cool. But I, I don't, I don't judge. You know, everybody's lined up at the drive-in trying to get. You know, it's okay, it's great, it's good. Is it worth it? You know, how much is it worth it? So, uh, I, I need a, I need basically a coffee drinker right now. Give me a call. Find out how much you'd pay for a couple of coffee. I'll throw a scenario at you. Okay, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, I've been in airport sometime. My, I suggest when, you, when you're going to be going to the New York City airport early in the morning, before breakfast or coffee or anything, you know, the idea is just get to the airport, get checked in, and you can relax. Uh, you might want to get that Dunkin' Donuts app on your phone. That way you can order your coffee before you have to stand in line. Mm-hmm can thank me later. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Well, if God is leading you into public school, maybe homeschooling, you know, maybe a conglomerate, uh, something like that. I saw we're in New York City now. This year, they're not going to have snow days. They're going to be at home. I I thought about that. But, you know, it's one thing to go to school, go to school, go to school, go to school. And then, oh, oh, it's going to be virtual learning today, you know, but you got to prepare. And maybe your school system's doing that. So you just have to know if there's a possible school day coming up, you got to get all the technical stuff ready. I have a feeling it's going to be like a do-nothing day, Three three people in class, right, you know, something like that. But here's something, the way you can prepare your kids for school, even if they're already in school, you can still do that, and it's a spiritual way to prepare them for school. Don't forget about that, right? I mean, there's all the school stuff. There's all the stuff of school, back to school, and things you got to get and stuff like that. And don't forget about the spiritual defense stuff. And God has given it to every person who said, I believe, for free, absolutely for free. You're outfitted with a belt of truth, a breastplate of righteousness, a sword of the spirit. The elementary kids love that, right? And uh, shoes of peace, shield of faith, helmet of salvation. You know, your eight-year-old is going to be like, where is it? I want, I want to wear this to school, <laughs> you know. You have to convince them it's, it's there. It's just spiritual, right? But one thing for you is to persist in prayer, whether you're a parent or grandparent in that role, right? There's moms in prayer. Google moms in prayer. Come up with one in your area, people who, moms who have, um kids in school praying for them so uh praying is really good i mean the holy spirit (laughs) the holy spirit will pray for you wow you can't beat that it's absolutely incredible so there's all kinds of biblical stuff there and i will i did i did it already I posted it on Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page, just for you.
1: Wow, that's awesome. It is. (laughs) The Sound of Life.
0: Cup of Joe Morning Show on The Sound of Life. Good morning to you. Boy, I got the music lined up. And I mean, it is just for you, too, okay? And back to school means for a lot of kids on the school bus. Boy, I tell you, I remember, you know, you put your little elementary child on the school bus. The tires are bigger than they are. It's uh, quite a daunting thing. I remember riding the school bus. I was one of those kids that went a long way because I lived in the county, Guilford County, North Carolina. But I lived about a mile from the city limits, maybe even less. So <laughs> I had to ride, get on the bus early in the morning and then ride and we picked up going up Broomtown Road and then we got on the main road and went west. Over toward High Point, we went into the Jamestown School District. If you know it, it's very fond memories there. It's amazing, but it's amazing how long I spent, you know, on the bus ride. But uh, I, I don't always sit there in the morning, riding along, especially as it gets cooler, you know, and stuff, and looking at homes and thinking, oh, it must be so nice. People, those people, all in bed still, you know, sleeping. <laughs> I still do that when I'm up early. (laughs) And here I get up early, right? I go on the air at 5 in the morning. But uh, school buses have been amazing from way back when uh, Massachusetts had a compulsory education law in the mid-1800s. And by 1900, 31 other states had similar requirements. So you have to get your kid in school. And it's like, uh, we live, you know, 10 miles outside of town. So unless you had your own wagon to take them to school, we said, we got to do something about transportation. So uh, the Wayne Works in Indiana developed this horse-drawn school car for a school district in Ohio. Had a single entrance in the back, long wooden benches along the sides. And by 1914, they were producing a motorized school car. It was kind of like a Model T and a trolley car mashed together. And I'm like, that's not too much different than what I rode on the bus to school myself. (laughs) Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Hey, sometimes I get caught up in the uh, songs, too. You know, it's kind of the way it is. I got caught up in this teacher who had an absolutely brilliant idea. Because one of the things that's, uh, well, certainly going to school, going back to school, is having your name pronounced. I've been very fortunate, (laughs) of course. Having a pretty simple name, I'd be interesting to see how this substitute teacher mispronounces J-O-E, but uh, I'm sure she'd be fine with it. She did mispronounce H-U-N-T-E-R, Hunter, which is a pretty common first name now. So that's very cool. And, and, you know, once you, you hear you are, you've got that unusual name. Maybe it starts with an A, so you're the first one to get... You know everybody knows you've got the name and it doesn't take much to single you out to be embarrassed to get picked on in school and then along comes the substitute teacher oh here we go again right so this substitute teacher had a brilliant idea and at first the students were a little perplexed which is not a bad thing I'm sure they thought is she really that stupid (laughs) you know but then they realized Oh, I see what she's doing. And it's really cool, right? So here she is, the substitute teacher with the roll call.
1: Okay, listen up. Whenever I say your name, just say here Solomon? <laughs> Solomon?
0: <laughs>
1: oh, Solomon? Okay. Um, Luck? Is it, oh, it's Luke. Okay. Medalin? <laughs> Medalin? <laughs> Oh, Madeline? Oh, okay.
0: Hunter? What? Hunter? <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> oh, was a Hunter, Oh, is it Hunter? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's okay. Regan? <laughs> See, now they know.
1: Are you Regan? Oh, Regan? Okay, got you. Jacob. That's <laughs> you, oh, Jacob. That's Jacob. Oh, Jacob? Oh, okay, okay. Nacho? Is there a Nacho?
0: Isn't that cool? See how the students started? Eventually, they came together, and now they're unifying as a class because they know how to pronounce the names, and they're telling the teacher, and she's mispronouncing everybody's name, which is brilliant, because if you come across one that you really don't know how to pronounce, you just mispronounce it, probably. So it's kind of a pretty cool idea, right? You know, you think that's okay, right? Oh, you've got to admit, that is pretty neat. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Well, good morning to you, i tell you. Uh, it's tough in China, as you probably know, about being a Christian. I was reading about a woman who saw a way to share God's word under the watchful eye of China's communist authorities. She uh, acted on it with help of other believers. Though so She's a member of the church, you know, and boy, they stick together. It's amazing. She started a company a few years ago called Shenzhen Tree of Life Technology Development and they produced digital media players that contained a narrated recording of the Bible as well as sermons and hymns. They were especially helpful to elderly Christians. But Chinese authorities discovered the device's content and they came after those who developed them. That's what they do. Back in 2020, she was arrested for the production and distribution of Christian literature. Her husband, Two other employees were detained. They were convicted of illegal business operation. That's their crime. Illegal business operation. She was sentenced to six years in prison. Her husband, managed, uh, who managed the content for the players, he got three-year sentence. Technician was sentenced to 30 months. The company's receptionist and accountant got 18 months sentence. They've been released. Her 14-year-old daughter being cared for by uh, and her mom are being cared for by members of the church. The pastors there know they just they just know it's going to come. They just look at going to prison as a reassignment Their The nature of their evangelism is takes on a different way. It's just, you know, and there's somebody waiting to fill in. That's the way they do it. It, it, and, and I was I was reading about this, which is just one of a long line of examples. And I thought, first of all, the people in the country must know that this is like a little bit on the ridiculous end. The way they're taking crosses down, the way they're bulldozing churches, physical buildings, the way they're trying to stamp out the church. And yet China does not realize that, you know, the harder they try to stamp out Jesus' followers, the it, it, the more they there are. It, it just spreads like crazy. It's just going wild. Listener supported The Sound of Life. Yesterday afternoon, my wife and I basically were watching events unfold in England pretty much as they happened. And uh, it, it was very interesting. She was the one that was keeping up with it. She's on her phone looking at, I don't know, she gets some kind of... BBC feed or something on her phone. I I don't know, but she was doing moment by moment, you know, the the Queen's health worsening, people coming from all over, make sure, you know, her her children coming in and grandchildren and things like that, and things started happening and you know uh Queen Elizabeth, ninety seven, sorry, ninety-six, uh, she uh it's hard to keep up with all those numbers, I'll tell you that. Right now, uh, longest-serving monarch has died, of course, in case you haven't heard uh, her people there. It's hard for us to understand, of course. We rebelled against kings and queens uh, back in 1776. And, you know, we've been the United States ever since. Interesting that the, today's the day that we said that's what we're going to be from now on. But uh, we kind of solidified our friendship back during the Normandy invasion to, to defeat the Nazis, I do believe. And um, she has been there for 70 years. It's it's hard to realize that people in the UK and all over the world, you know, for most people, their entire lives, she has been the queen, the monarch, uh, the figurehead in England. And she did a very good job considering she was a young 25 years old, a new mom, a new wife, traveling uh, in official capacity in Kenya. When she got the news that her father had died and she was now the queen. How'd you like to get that? Man. And that was in 1952. Wow. Uh, pretty incredible. She said uh, on her 21st birthday in 1947, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. I happen to believe that she was also in service of Jesus. I think she loved Jesus. I really do. Otherwise, why would she take her own car and drive to church and sneak in the front so people didn't know she was there to cause a big commotion, you know, to to go worship on a Sunday? So um, that's why I'm a, I'm a big fan of hers, and I think— uh, We'll see her in heaven. That was a pretty good, pretty amazing thing right there. It's hard to understand, isn't it? Uh, the the morning will be for them, right? They've always said, you know, I, I personally, I believe this. We, we kind of like it when there's a mom in charge, don't we? Isn't it something? The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The Sound of Life. Welcome aboard on a Friday. Yeah, leave on Wednesday. Come back, it's Friday. All right, thanks, Jack. Fill in for me. Well, you know, we're seeing incredible photographs coming from the new telescope, the Webb Telescope, it's called. How appropriate. It found a giant space tarantula caught by a web. Oh, they are so funny, those scientists. Wow, it's 161,000 light years away. It's a massive tarantula. I mean, it's not a spider, obviously. It looks like one, though. Boy, God's got a sense of humor, right? Make a mass of interstellar gas and dust. Home to who knows how many stars captured for us to see. And it looks like a spider that I saw the other morning as I flipped the light on to get dressed in the wee hours of... The morning dimly lit room and there it was over on the carpet frozen i from past experience i know that when you flip the light on they freeze they just stop and they're hoping you'll look and go i don't know what i am but they stop and then you keep looking and you you kind of doing things and looking back and doing things and looking back and then you look back one time and they're gone (laughs) <laughs> That's why? I'd, and and I was really like, oh Lord, I hope this. If this thing moves, I'm out of here. I'm burning the house down. And 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 I'm thinking, well, maybe it's some thread bundled together, right? Maybe it's thread bundled together. That's what I'm Amen. hoping, Amen. right? Yeah. Amen. Amen. The sound of life. I wanted to tell you about the dream job. Every once in a while, you see about a, a job that could be the dream job. And this is probably it. I mean, it would have to be the ultimate definition. It's it's not tasting candy or sipping wine or smelling candles or something like that. It's it's a lot better. You get paid to do nothing. <laughs> I'm not making that up.
1: <laughs> Absolutely Any town not. that could dream up a hoax like this <laughs> with a sense of humor that I wouldn't try to compete Well,
0: with. that town didn't dream it up. I guess Soji did, Japanese man, 38-year-old man in Tokyo there. He charges $71.00 booking to accompany clients and simply exist as a companion. His job has him to, to quote, be and do nothing in particular. And <laughs> I, I know George Costanza did a little bit of that in his day, didn't he? He adds that he had handled some 4,000 sessions in the past four years. He, he's an average-looking Japanese guy. He boasts nearly quarter of a million followers on Twitter, where he finds most of his clients. Now, get this. Roughly a fourth of them are repeat customers. Aha! One of them's hired him 270 times. He's taken him to the park with a person he wanted to play seesaw on. Rep. He's uh, beamed and waved through a train window at a complete stranger who wanted a send-off. And that tell you a lot about how God has made us to really need a companion. And what did Jesus promise? I'm going to leave you, but I will send the Holy Spirit with you. I mean, that is something we really need to recognize on a daily basis for comfort as a companion, a 24-7 presence of God. He's not going to lead you into anything bad. It will comfort you. You'll have ideas and things and it's all because you said, I believe. (laughs) It's, it's it's absolutely incredible. It's the best ever, isn't it? Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I am Joe. Welcome. My wife actually is the one that was in tune. I think she's got a direct line to the BBC or something yesterday afternoon, late in the evening. She's like following the events happening in England you know, and Scotland, of course, where the Queen Elizabeth was. Just like moment by moment. This is amazing. She's giving me updates. Well, you know, and and it's tough. We don't understand. We'll never understand the monarch because, well, we rebelled against a monarch and that idea of a king and queen. We weren't going to call our leader a king or a queen, so we decided to call him president. That's a whole other story right there. But now over 100 countries have followed suit since that have happened because basically of what the president of the United States has said. Everybody made fun of us at the time. But not anymore, apparently. But uh, 70 years, man, that's... Whew, wow. It's amazing. You have to think back. She was she lived through the bombing of London. That, you know, really before us getting into World War II and storming the beaches of Normandy and things and, and through all of that and came up through all of that and was only 25 years old. A new mother of two, a new wife. And now you're the queen. You're not yourself anymore. You're a figurehead. And that's the way you're going to be. Probably till you die, the matriarch, and they have lost mom. Is really that's kind of the way I see it right there. It's incredible. 1952, and she was out of the country when her dad died. So that's a, it's a you know all that you have to think about all that because she's been very criticized in the last 30 years and things that have happened and you know not a, being a modern queen and she's very stoic and things like that you know and certainly her a lot of her ideas uh didn't get out because they weren't supposed to she said no that's not it how many times do you think she smiled and wore that hat and that dress when she thought oh can i just call it in today you know <laughs> no <laughs> you can't do that and she knew that people cheered the queen not her that's what she said they're not cheering me they're cheering the queen the office of the queen that's pretty amazing But even before on her 21st birthday, of course, her father is the king of England at the time. She said, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. And of course, her service was long indeed. And you got to admire anybody who... Would drive herself, especially at an older age. I mean, she was doing that up until a few years ago. I'm pretty sure uh, she had somebody with her. But there's photographs going back in the day when she would get in the car and drive without anybody else in the car with her. <laughs> She'd drive to church, and she always snuck in church. Well, I mean, not uh, you know, she would go down in the front and sneak in the side door there, so nobody knew she was there, as to not cause a fuss. And that's a pretty big deal in my book. I th- Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Kind of wonder what the queen listened to music-wise. Kind of figure she is old school, right? Probably putting on a 45 LP, playing, sh- you know, or having somebody do it for her. I still think that's very... She's a very, uh, what do you say, humble person. Knowing, I mean, you sit there with all that pageantry and everything get a crown put on your head. I mean that will mess you up, man. <laughs> there aren't many people that that wouldn't be like, "Whoa, look out world." But I still think the, the the best uh photograph was taken within the last few years her husband was still alive. For some reason, he was dressed as one of the Buckingham Palace guards, you know, with the big hat, furry hat on top of his head and everything. I don't know why. But she was walking past him and the smile on her face. It's really a schoolgirl smile. It's a giggle. It's like, what are you doing? It is so refreshing. It's amazing. You know what else is refreshing? You've made it through 100% of your most difficult moments. I mean, that's pretty stunning statistic. So instead of despair and depression, choose trust and joy. Those hard days, okay? Okay. Believe that if God has brought you through so far, he's going to do it again. A great way to start your day, the Cup of Joe Morning Show. It's a very interesting uh, devotional by a woman who writes devotionals a lot. Her name is O'Shield Dixon. I really love her viewpoint and her thoughts and things like that. And she was writing her mom's obituary. And I have said, you know, the queen, Queen Elizabeth, was a like a mom, especially if you're a you know you're British citizen that it, it, you know I don't think we we can't even comprehend what it's like to be there under that. you know we 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 put that behind us. We put that whole king and queen thing behind us some years ago. so it's kind of hard. you know, we don't look at our officials like that, really, especially somebody who's been like a mom. 70 years she was the queen, you know, and most people just never known her not being there at any time in their life. Well, Zosheel Dixon's mom had died, and she's writing the obituary. She felt the word died seemed too final for the hope she had in our promised reunion in heaven. So she wrote, she was welcomed into the arms of Jesus. See that quite a bit, which is true. Uh, Some days I grieve when looking at the more current family photos that don't include my mom. And recently, though, I discovered a, a painter who creates family portraits to include those we've lost. Amazing. The artist uses the photos of loved ones who have gone before us to paint them into the picture of the family. It's amazing. With strokes of a paintbrush, this artist represents God's promise of a heavenly reunion. I shed grateful tears at the thought of seeing my mom smiling by my side again. Yes, you would. And amazingly enough, not surprisingly enough, the Apostle Paul affirmed that believers in Jesus don't have to grieve like the rest of mankind. So he told the church in Thessalonica. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus Those who have fallen asleep in him. That's what Paul wrote. Second coming proclaims that all believers will be reunited with Jesus. So it's quite a big promise. God's promise of a heavenly reunion can comfort us when we're grieving the loss of a loved one who has trusted Jesus. And you will always grieve. But Lord, I ask for your special peace on those families right now. Thank you for that promise. Right. To get through day after day, looking at a reunion coming up. Wow. Amazing. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask
1: for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station. Visit us at soundoflife.org.